You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Hello there, rockers. Thank you so much for joining me for the Rocker Life Podcast. If you're here for the first time, I hope you enjoy yourself today. I thank you for your time. I respect your time. And I appreciate that you have chosen to spend a couple of minutes with me. If you're coming back, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it enough before that you're back again for more. I am Chasta. This is going to be a different kind of episode of the Rocker Life Podcast because I'm doing something a little different, but I think it will work. (laughs) We'll find out together, I guess. Uh, Recently, I have been asked by a charity called Harper for Kids to talk to kiddos in schools. And of course, these days it's on Zoom, right? So I get on Zoom with Tim and Peanut Harper, who run Harper for Kids, this amazing organization. And they teach kids about what's called the Pyramid of Success. It was put together by a man named John Wooden. He was an American basketball player and coach nicknamed the Wizard of Westwood because he won 10 national championships in a 12-year period as the head coach for the UCLA Bruins, uh, including seven in a row, by the way, which was a record. So he was an incredible, inspirational human. So you do have a tiny bit of homework to do today. If you don't already know who John Wooden was, uh, definitely look him up. Just Google him. Google the Pyramid of Success. It is a fantastic tool, not just for kids, honestly, uh, but for adults to really help you push to be your best self. Basically, it's a pyramid made of blocks, um, and those blocks are hard work, friendship, loyalty, cooperation, enthusiasm, self-control, alertness, action, determination, fitness, skill, team spirit, poise, and confidence. You put all of those together in a pyramid and it leads you to your personal best. I will certainly put links to this information in the show notes as well so you can have it there. Uh, But just really, really great stuff. And Tim and Peanut Harper, uh, they have developed this program where they go into schools, again, now on Zoom, and they teach this pyramid of success to children. And then they bring people on as guest speakers to talk to the kids, take questions and whatnot. And it's just a fantastic thing. I started working with them last year. I believe I did my first talk with them in December. I talked to some young kiddos and the ages range, um, but it's really amazing, you know, to pop on Zoom and you see all these bright, shiny, sweet little faces looking at you. Um, The one I did most recently actually was just yesterday uh, and there were like 100 kids on, you know, like 95 kids on. And then you have the teachers or the principals and Tim and Peanut are on. And it's just really, it's amazing. And it has been such a blessing in my life to be able to talk to these kids. And what it's done for me, it's actually really forced me to focus, like laser beam focus on what success means to me and what failure means to me. 
and really taking a hard look at the way that I live my life, you know, and the intentions that I have for myself. Instead of just kind of breezing through life, you know, I like to be very intentional, but this is actually put sort of a magnifying glass even on it. Because when kids are asking you these questions, like, what do you think about success? What do you think about failure? Like, you need to have a good answer for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm super, super honored that Tim and Peanut have asked me several times now to talk to these kids and their kids all over uh, the state. Most of the schools I've worked with so far have been in Southern California. Um, But it's just been a real blessing in my life to be able to give any amount of knowledge that I can possibly muster up to these kids. And I thought, you know what? I would love to share their questions in a podcast with you guys and I'll share my answers and then maybe their questions will inspire you to think about these really important things, right? So that's what we're going to do today. Now, I've had to edit out the kids' names, their voices, and their questions because of privacy issues. I want to make sure I respect that. Um, But I'll let you know what the questions were, and then I'll roll in the clip of me answering it, and you'll very quickly get the idea of how this whole thing plays out. And uh, you may even hear Tim and Peanut's voice in here. Hopefully, they're okay with that. I'm sure they are. They're amazing people. If you know of a school that would like this program, please reach out to them. Tim and Peanut Harper are two of the most amazing humans I have ever met in my entire Higher life. They are bundles of light and joy walking around this planet doing such incredible work for kids. So if you want to dive into what they do, Coach Wooden and the Pyramid of Success, go to harperforkids.org. That will give you all of the information that you need. And like I said, if you know of a school, a teacher, a principal that might want to put this program into their classroom or their school, make sure you send it along because it's really incredible. And one more thing, they also have a book that you definitely should get. It's called Inch and Miles, The Journey to Success. It's about a little mouse and a little inchworm and they go on this adventure and that perfectly explains the pyramid of success for a child. But quite honestly, I've read that book to Cody several times and it is now my favorite. (laughs) So check that out. Again, that's at harperforkids.org. So let's get right into the questions. So the first question was actually a definition of success. They typically start off my conversation with the kiddos with that question. How do I feel about success? How do I define success? Chasta, the teachers have some great questions for you. And we're just going to kick it off real quick. We love your positive, positive, positive definition of success. Could you please share that with the students? I would love to. Yeah. You know, I was raised um, in a a very frugal way. I I didn't have a lot of money growing up. And so my parents, uh, they struggled to put food on the table. They struggled to pay bills. And so much so that when I was about your age, actually, kiddos, um, I would have to go and pick up cans on the side of the road to recycle and get money in order to to buy food for our family. So money was something that, you know, we didn't have. We valued it, but it didn't mean more than like necessity, if that makes sense. Right. Getting food, getting shelter. And so my whole life, I have never equaled success with money. To me, success is more about how you feel when you go to bed at night. You know, when you lay your head down on the pillow and you reflect on your day, you go, gosh, did I, did I do a good job at work? Did I put in the hardest work I could? Did I respect my coworkers and, and give them all of me and, and do my best with my family? Did I love on them? Did I show them my love and my respect and connect with them eye to eye and in conversations? If I did all of that, that's successful to me. And that has nothing to do with money. Love hey, that. hey, you never told us that story about growing up. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom was. My heart. Look how you turned out. Yeah, the truth is too. You know, I have to give my mom all the credit in the world because you know, like I said, I I was these kids' age, and um, it could have been a very uncool thing to do. It could have been very like, mom, really. But she made it like into a game. You know, so whoever could get the most cans, you know, like we would race and do it and then we would go sell them and get money and then we would each get a little stipend, you know, we'd get a little payoff, um, but it, she made it fun and it never felt like we had to do that. It was just something we did. You know, we looked at it as our family is a unit. We're a team. We're in this together. And so we just did it. It was no big deal. And Aww. I give her now being a mama, I give her all the respect in the world for making it feel so not a big deal. Oh, that's so cool. So the next question is basically how I got into radio, how my story took shape. And the important part that I want you to listen for in this answer is about saying yes and not being fearful, right? When an opportunity comes knocking, don't be afraid to say yes. Chasta, I mentioned, could you talk a little bit about your life and how it changed and how you ended up in broadcasting and the DJ <laughs> and all the stuff that you do now? Yeah, so Tim and Peanut have heard this story several times, but it's a, it's a good one. Um, so I was in college and I was going into public relations and communications. And I, I had, I loved radio and I especially love music. I'm a big rock and roll lover, but all music really. I actually called up a radio station when I was in college to try to get Aerosmith tickets for my mom. And I ended up talking to the radio DJ. You know, we went back and forth. I made him laugh. He thought I had a funny personality and a great laugh. I'm very loud. And uh, he offered me an internship over the phone. And here's something I want to point out just to start right out of the gate. Something that you just said, Tim, really hit me hard because it's so true. It's, it's opportunity, right? And preparation mixed with not being afraid to say yes. When these opportunities come at you, sometimes you're like, I don't know how to do that. Like I had never been on the radio. I had never even considered being on the radio. Right. But whenever he offered me this, I thought, oh, there's no way in the world I'm passing this up. I get to work at a rock and roll radio station. Yeah. And then I'll figure it out. Right. And so I did that. I just said, yes, let's go for it. Whatever it takes, I'm going to figure this out. And so that yes changed the entire course of my life. So I went in the next day. I started my internship. I worked for free. I hate to tell you kids in an internship, a lot of times you work for free. Um, and I did that for about nine months until one day uh, a woman didn't show up for work and they said, it's your turn. You're going on the mic. And so I was walked into the radio station, uh, the, the headquarters, the big studio, and my boss showed me a couple of buttons to push and said, it's go time. And so I puked in the trash can and I turned on the microphone and the rest is history. And I've been in radio and then transferred to TV as well uh, ever since. So yeah, it's all about taking that opportunity and running with it. That's and so awesome. don't be afraid to say yes. Oh Just go gosh. for it. Just go for it is right. I love that Tim said that because it's really all about trusting yourself, right? When you come to a crossroads in your life and you see a very clear why path, maybe I can go this way or that way. And maybe the one way that's scarier is that opportunity that could challenge you. It could push you. It maybe could be failure in front of you, but you know, it could also be very fruitful in your life. That's the time you just have to trust your gut, you have to trust in your ability to figure things out. Marie Forleo, great author, she always says, everything is figureoutable. It is so true. 
If you hustle, if you work hard, if you dig in, if you try, right? I have had a job since I was 14 years old, and I've done a lot of things that, of course, I didn't know how to do, right? We don't come into this world with all these skills, right? They're learned over time. So just trust yourself that if you want something bad enough, you will figure it out. So let's talk about failure just a little bit. You know, I've, I've had the question several times about avoiding failure or, you know, how do you not fail in your life? But my answer is a little bit different than that. It's actually accepting failure and maybe even inviting failure into your life. Failure is really, to me, important in life. And I don't fear failure at all. And I'll tell you why. It's because if you're failing, it means you're pushing yourself. If you're going through life and you're just kind of, you know, you're going through the motions, you're going to class, you're doing your homework, you're doing bare minimum, then you go maybe like spend 5,000 hours playing video games or whatever, and you're not pushing yourself, not that there's anything wrong with video games, everyone calm down, but if you aren't pushing yourself to do important things, to push yourself to make good grades, to learn as much as you can, to be in extracurricular activities or to be, you know, in fitness in some way, uh, whether that's personal fitness or, you know, on some sort of sports team, if you're not pushing yourself, then you're never growing. So if you have goals in life, you're without a doubt going to fail sometimes. I mean, I can't even possibly count how many times I've failed in my life. Um, And sometimes I have fallen head over feet. I mean, just, you know, but it's just part of life. Like there's no way, I hate to tell you this, there's no way you're going to get through life without failing. So you might as well look at it like, all right, well, I made a goal so big that I failed, but at least I pushed myself. And at least that means I'm growing. And at least that means I'm that much closer to getting to where I want to be. So I welcome failure. I don't see it as a bad thing. I just see it as a different part of growing. And I definitely suggest that you welcome failure in your life too. Since we touched on failure, you know, failure and fear go hand in hand from time to time. And these kids asked me about public speaking and, you know, what it's like to go on a microphone and talk to so many people at one time. How do I get over the fear of public speaking? And there's a very important tip that I got from a boss of mine one time that I wanted to share with you guys in case, you know, it helps maybe get over the fear of public speaking, especially right now on Zoom. You know, we're in a weird space where we're looking at a lot of people on Zoom and it feels kind of funky and maybe you're forced to talk when typically you wouldn't have to at work or whatever. So maybe this tip will help. Um, I had a boss one time very early on in radio who took a picture, like physically took a picture of my niece and put it up on my computer that I was working on. And he told me when you're on your microphone to gain confidence, talk to your niece. Talk to somebody you know, envision somebody that you're comfortable with, that you would have a laid back, easy conversation with. So that way you don't sound robotic. You don't sound like you're reading a script, you know, and I don't do scripts. I'm not a script kind of person, Um, but that really gives off that authentic genuine feeling that you want to get across to your listeners and to your viewers that you're just another person and that you're a person that they'd like to know, you know, and so it's a relationship builder. And when you get closer to people, you feel easier talking to them, you gain more confidence and going on a microphone to a million people all of a sudden becomes far less intimidating. Oh, I love that. Very good. Emily, what a great question. What a great tip, Chastity. Put a picture up of someone that makes you feel comfortable. That's awesome. And like I said, we're in a world of Zoom right now, right? So you have your computer in front of you. And if you're talking to somebody important or maybe you're doing an interview via Zoom, go ahead and just put that 
picture right in front of you where that person can't see it and it'll make you feel a whole lot more comfortable, right? You're having a conversation with somebody you're familiar with, somebody that you know, and it just kind of puts your heart at ease a little bit. So there's speaking and then there's listening. Listening is the most important thing in interviews, in my job, you know, in so many ways, I have to be a very, very good listener. But it's not just about radio or TV or interviews. Listening is one of the real keys to life. There's nothing more important than listening because the baseline need for a human is to be heard, right? Everybody wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be understood. So two ways to make people feel heard is number one, look them in the eye, have a conversation with people and look them eye to eye level with them. Number one, number two, repeat back to them what their point is. If somebody is telling you something and you feel like, all right, this is, this means something to them. And this is important. And we're having an important conversation. Listen to what they have to say and then repeat it back to them telling them, I heard you, not what you think they said, not your interpretation of what they said, but their actual words say, okay, I'm hearing you. You feel this way. And then you can add on your response, but just confirming that I understand where you're coming from and you have been heard. There's so much power in that. You can diffuse a lot of situations if you make somebody feel heard. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast about John Wooden's pyramid of success. And so the kids often ask me, if I had this information when I was their age, what would I do with it? And of course, the answer is I didn't have this information when I was their age. I only got it last year. And boy, do I wish I would have had it when I was young to start that way of thinking very early on. But I have it now. I'm grateful for it now. That's why I'm sharing it with you today. I think the most important thing about the pyramid of success is what I did with it is put it up in front of your face every day. Like the, the, it's the best tool I have it. You can't see it, but it's hanging in my studio on my bulletin board here. So that when I open my door, I'm 39 years old. This isn't just about kids. Okay. This is about reminding yourself the, the blocks of greatness that you need to have every day to make yourself the best you can be. I always, I just did a podcast episode about this called write it down. The most important thing you can do is take pen to paper, write your goals down, write your dreams down, write what you're grateful for down. There's so much science that says putting pen to paper, it flows from your brain, literally through your arm onto the paper. Not only have you thought it once, but now you've written it down. That's going through the, the idea twice. And then when you read it back, that's three times. It's a great way to learn. It's a great way to process. It's good therapy for you to write things out and to see it, to physically see it in front of you. So the pyramid of success, I would say at your age and now what I've done is put it where you can see it every day of your life. And I just want to point out, in addition to that answer, Tim and Peanut were nice enough to give me a large poster version of the Pyramid of Success, which I have put on the back of Cody's door. So he is four years old, already learning about the Pyramid of Success, about how to be his personal best. He also has that great book I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Inch and Miles. Uh, we read it all the time. And so these building blocks will be a part of his life. And I'm so grateful that I have this tool to give to my young son so that he can start out his life with it. It means a whole lot to me that I have that to give to him. And the last question is about the podcast itself. You know, these kids are introduced to me as a radio and TV broadcaster, but Tim and Peanut are kind enough to include the Rocket Life podcast because they believe in the idea of this podcast. So the kids just really want to understand what's the whole idea 
of the podcast and why do I do it? Uh, the Rocker Life podcast is something that I decided to do outside of the radio station, outside of the TV station, just to do for my own because I am a spiritual person. I prayed about it a whole lot. It was something that called to me because I felt like I could make maximum impact there. The whole idea is to take whatever you're doing and push as hard as you can to do your best. That's the whole idea. And that's the best advice I can give you. If you're going to be a student, be the best student you can be. If you're going to be a husband or a wife or a parent, be the best version of that that you can be, not just for other people, but for yourself, because you get such a great amount of pride and confidence in you being the best human that you are. When you show up for other people, it makes you feel good, right? Doing good for others makes you feel good. So pushing, no matter what you're doing in life, pushing yourself to max capacity, right? I'm a runner, so I push myself to do that extra mile or do that half marathon or whatever it is. Setting goals in life just to make sure you're always moving forward, right? You're never just sitting back, laying back, you know, calling calling it in. You only, as far as we know, you only get one chance at life. So you got to take full reign of it. Well, there were the official questions from the kiddos from that session. But I did do a session just yesterday, and there was a question asked that really hit me in the heart. Um, And this specific class came out of an area in Southern California. Uh, Their city is actually the hardest hit city in the country with COVID. So these kids have seen a lot. They've been through a lot. They've been dealing with a lot. And so the positivity idea came up. And the question was, you know, with everything going on, how do you remain positive? And how do you find the good? You know, um, how do you basically keep your head up, right? And I don't have my recorded response because this just happened yesterday. But I'll just tell you what I said. Because I think this is really important for us to all understand. I am such a positive person. I push myself to be a positive person every single day. I'm always finding the silver lining, right? I'm always looking for the good in a situation. And I do think there's so much value in doing that. However... I don't ever want anyone to hide the bad and just put a coat of positivity paint on it. It's so important for you to shine the light in the corner of the room at what's going on. And I quote my sister Hillary Self, who was on my podcast several episodes ago. She is such a powerhouse. And we talked about this. Um, you know, I was talking about a personal struggle that I deal with, um, which are, you know, uh, darkness and anxiety. And, you know, I can fall into that. We all have our own quirks and our own things that we bring to the table. And unfortunately, I do deal with anxiety. Um, and, you know, it's something that I don't love to talk about in public because, you know, I don't love of admitting that I have these things that I struggle with. I don't know that anyone really loves admitting that they struggle with specific things. But what Hillary was saying in the podcast is it's important to put the light in the corner and then you realize it's not a huge monster. Typically, it's a mouse. It's something small that you can deal with. But if you keep it in a dark place, you keep it in the dark recesses of your mind and you don't deal with it, you just know it's back there and you just go, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to ignore it. I'm just going to put a positive coat of paint all over it and we're going to pretend like it's not there. It's so unhealthy to do that. It is much, much better to shine the light on the monster in the corner, find out it's not as big and scary as you once thought it was, and deal with it. When you can see what it is, then you're able to deal with whatever's going on. And then you can move forward and find the positivity, find the silver lining, find the light. 
you know, it's a, it's kind of a two-part answer, I really think. I don't ever want to encourage somebody to just push themselves to be positive all the time. It's not healthy, it's not realistic, and it doesn't serve anyone. So I really talk to the kids about just sort of owning the emotions that they're going through, talking to their parents about how they feel, talking to their teacher or their principal or, you know, their school counselor, whoever that is for them, just getting it out. Um, because a lot of people, especially right now with everything that's been going on with COVID and the pandemic, a lot of people have really intense emotions and it's very easy to feel like you're alone in those emotions. And I promise you, you are absolutely not alone. And in fact, probably in your inner circle, there are other people that are struggling in similar ways and maybe they're just not saying anything about it either. So when you talk things out, you can work through them and then you can see the light and then you can see the positivity. So that's what I told the kids yesterday. That's how I I wrapped up our conversation and I just thought it was important to wrap up our conversation today on the podcast with that same sentiment because I think it's so valuable. So like I said in the beginning of this podcast, you know, talking to these kids has really forced me to think about things that you don't think about every day. Like when was the last time you thought about your definition of success or your definition of failure or how you deal with failure? You know, these are really great questions coming from these kids. These kids blow my mind. Every time I talk to them, they ask these really thoughtful questions. You know, they're very curious. These kids are so brilliant. And the work that Tim and Peanut do with those kids and their teachers and principals and all of that is just so moving to me. And I'm so glad I had an opportunity to talk about it today and to share it with you guys. So I'm going to mention it one more time. If you do want to dig in and find out what they're all about, if you have a way that you could spread the word about Harper for Kids, I would recommend you do so. Harperforkids.org. You can send that to anyone who might want to put it into a school or a classroom, or of course, if you want to donate, you can also do that on their website as well. That's always a great way to help any kind of charitable organization. So I hope you found value in our chat today. I hope I brought you some positivity and some light and some realness as well. I thank you so much for your time. I respect your time. If you ever want to connect with me, feel free. You can always send me an email, chastaonair at gmail.com or hit me up on social media. I'm most often on Instagram at chastalyn. We are still taking signups for for the Rock Your Life run. But I do want to let you know, if you want your t-shirt, your medal, and bib by race day, race day is March 20th. If you want all of your swag by March 20th, then you need to register by this Friday, March 5th. And that's really just more of a simple guarantee that I'm able to get it to you in time because me and my producer said we're putting all of this stuff together ourselves. We actually started packaging everything up today. It's so exciting. Never thought I'd be so excited about packaging up t-shirts and medals and whatnot, but here we are. It's so fantastic. We're raising money for Real Options for City Kids and doing great work together. It's so cool. And just as a reminder, you don't have to run. It's called the Rock Your Life Run because it rolls off the tongue quite nicely, but you can walk you can stroll, you can bike, however you want to clock in those miles and do that. The register fee is 40 bucks and you do get that t-shirt, bib and medal and all the money goes to Real Options for City Kids. So if you want to sign up, chastalyn.com forward slash run. Again, if you want your swag, do that by March 5th, but you can you can actually sign up all the way until the race day happens. Uh, you just will get your stuff later. So you've got time if you don't care about having the bib and the medal on that day, you still have some time. But please consider signing up. It's good for you. You can move your body and it's good for others by getting some money together for Real Options for City Kids. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And until next week, remember, rock your life.